As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to MAF Sports Take. Whether it's breaking news or sports business, this is your home for unmuzzled and unconventional sports talk. With assistant general manager, director of player personnel, and three-time world champion on his resume, David Turner has a thing or two to teach you about pro football. At his side is Ryan Roberts, former college football player, football coach, and NFL Draft Bible's director of scouting. Together, they're here to take you on a deep dive into what goes on in the world of sports. Ryan and David, take it away. Welcome, everyone. We are back here at Mav Sports Take for episode 27 part of the Sports Illustrated NFL Draft Bible and Maverick Sports Consulting family. Ryan Roberts here, Director of Scouting at NFL Draft Bible, joined with my good friend David Turner, 18-year scouting vet. It's been all across the NFL, CFL, Arena League, three three straight Arena League championships with the Arizona Rattlers. David Turner, how are we today, my friend? We are here for your (laughs) weekly podcast, Sports, Business, and more. Oh, doing well. You know, just uh, grinding out this... uh, pre-draft combine training, interview training, guiding the agent clients and the, and the players through this uh, these rough waters that are going on these days of uncertainty and don't know the knowledge of what's coming next, you know? So we're all trying to stay on top of it and I'm trying to make sure the clients are all ready for what's coming their way. So it's a, it's a busy time at Mavericks right now. So I appreciate you being here tonight. I know you're a busy time going on with the new addition to the family and everything you got going on there at Draft Bible. So, you know, and, and then our guests tonight, I'm really jazzed about them. I, I think both of them are going to bring some good information to the, to the podcast and let the, view, uh, the viewers and the listeners know a lot about this draft process. Absolutely. And kind of giving you guys a little glimpse into what we're bringing you tonight. We're going to talk a little Hall of Fame induction talk to start out the show. But as David kind of give us a little intro there, we're going to be having a couple great interviews tonight. We're here to tackle the business of all the news that you hear about. So tonight, outside of the Hall of Fame, some inductees that we were happy to see, maybe a couple snubs that maybe we thought maybe should have got in this year. We're also going to be talking with Michigan running back Chris Evans as well as LSU defensive back slash linebacker slash whatever you want to call him, Jacoby Stevens, both senior bowl guys, both with us tonight. So we want you all to buckle up, get the chin strap ready, as our good friend Rick Saratella would say. And we're going to get on with this thing because we are super excited here, Maverick Sports Consulting, 
to bring you this great edition of Maverick Sport, uh, Mav Sports Take. Want to say to everybody that's in the chat right now, if you want to throw in a question to one of our interviewees as we're interviewing, throw it in. If you want us to just answer a question, we invite you to do so as well. Before we get going here, I want to let you know that before we get in to the nitty gritty of tonight, Maverick Sports Consulting would like to ask you to follow, subscribe, and take the chance to interact with us on our Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and other social media platforms. We are a company that is all about helping maximize your opportunities in front of you and your career. The only way that we can support you is if we hear from you. Your takeaway from tonight's show should be that if you interact with us, we will find a way to help you in your career path. Reach out and we could do a Mavs episode on your topic, or we could circle back with you to help you with some individual attention. Don't wait. Reach out today at Mav underscore sports on all social media platforms. So especially take advantage of that now. During this draft process, during the insanity that is the 2021 NFL draft um, process, we would urge you to reach out to Mr. David Turner. We already have our first first, uh, first chat of the night. Do, <laughs> do, do day two quarterbacks exist? We'll talk about that later. That's a little inside inside. Uh, conversation today in the NFL draft Bible uh, chat, by the way, David, apparently some people think that day two quarterbacks don't exist. I don't know. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they would be wrong and we can get into that. <laughs> so, whoever the young buck is that hasn't learned by now, we'll, we'll get into that. I'm assuming that that's Jack Despo, but we want to take you into some hall of fame talk. So the news broke a couple of days ago, which is always a fun time of the year. We're talking about the next inductees into the pro football Hall of Fame announced, of course, right before Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, along with this list, uh, I think it's a really awesome class, to be honest with you. Uh, we have Peyton Manning, quarterback, of course, the Indianapolis Colts. Charles Woodson, one of the best defensive backs that we've seen in recent time. Both first ballad guys. Calvin Johnson, a great wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. Drew Pearson, old Dallas Cowboys wide receiver that waited a long time to get in. Alan Fanica, one of the best guards in recent memory for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bill Nunn, another guy that waited a little bit. Tom Flores, who waited another long time. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Tom Flores. And John Lynch, one of my personal favorites, Mr. John Lynch, also inducted into the Hall of Fame. So, David, before we get Chris on here in a couple minutes, I want to start by saying a great list. I think that it's an exceptional class. Is there one that stands out to you as maybe your favorite of the class? Like, yes, Good job. Like, get them in. They should have been in a long time ago. You, I think you. you we started this conversation <laughs> prior to us coming on, so you kind of got me revved up before you let me unleash. But it's about fucking time. Tom Flores is in the freaking football hall of fame. I mean, Jesus, son of a mutter, what have we been waiting for? On this, is the first Latino head coach who's got two Super Bowl wings. The only reason he's been snubbed is because he was a Raider. And I remember Coach Flores, one of the classiest men, never bitched about it, never complained about it. You know, always you would ask him, hey, coach, you think this year? And he'd be like, well, David, you know, I hope so. You know, it's something I really want. It's something I've been trying for. And, you know, but I can't control these things. Great, classy man. And now you got him finally getting his gold jacket before it's too late where he can't get it himself. I'm just I'm so thrilled for Tom. I'm so thrilled for the Raider Nation. And, uh, I I mean, think about this. I mean, this is historic. And I don't know, out of this class, there's so many great names. Obviously, Peyton 
and and Calvin and Pearson and I mean Fanica, like you said, one of the best offensive linemen I've ever watched. But we got two Raiders going in on this class in Charles and Tom. Oh, we don't and, have two Raiders. We got two Raiders. Come on. We, come got, on, two, we got two Raiders. We got two Raiders on. So, you know, when, uh, uh, all of us Raiders are so proud of these two. And Charles, again, another class act, really great human being who, when I was a young scout, had no reason, no need to be nice to me or whatever. And he was great. He was awesome as an individual. Um, always gave back to the community, to the young bucks that were willing to learn and listen. He was one of the guys that did that. So, you know, I, I'm the happiest for right now. I'm the happiest for Coach Flores. I mean, it was over 40-something years, if I'm right. And he's and he waited for this opportunity. And now he's finally in. I mean, the first Latino head coach that won two Super Bowls has finally gotten his gold jacket. I couldn't be more ecstatically happy for him. I couldn't be more ecstatically happy for Charles Woodson. But again, I'm grinning ear to ear like the Chester Cat for coach tonight. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's a real shame that some people wait a lot longer than others. You know, I feel like it's just been log jammed. And I mean, Drew Pearson's another guy, obviously not to the historical context that you're talking about with Tom Flores, but a guy that waited a lot longer than he probably should have. So I want to throw a quick shout out. John Lynch, one of my favorite players growing up, man. i one of some of my favorite memories were him on Tampa Bay wearing that 47, absolutely annihilating dudes across the middle. That was my type of safety. You talked about bias, David. We talked about scouting bias, <laughs> big body safeties. I used to knock people out, man. That was my bias. So shout out to John Lynch, obviously now the general manager of the San Francisco 49ers. But for people that are maybe a little younger, don't really remember that John Lynch was the he was the brain of that Tampa Bay defense that won the Super Bowl under John Gruden with Rondé Barber and Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp. Not the best player on that defense. Obviously, I just named a couple other Hall of Famers. But what he was is he was the guy that got everybody aligned, him and Derek Brooks. They were the masterminds behind that defense from a from a uh, mental side of things. So shout out to John Lynch. I know we want to get into a couple more, but we have Chris Evans waiting to come on. So I want to get him in here, man, because I'm excited. We got a couple great interviews again. Bringing Mr. Chris Evans, who is a running back out of the University of Michigan, obviously 2021 NFL draft prospect. A little bit about Chris real quick. Uh, almost 1,800 rushing yards in his career, 15 touchdowns, another 49 receptions, 479 yards, two touchdowns, and a senior bowl participant this year. Chris, welcome you, man. Really appreciate you taking some time tonight. How you doing? I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Hey, Chris, Absolutely. how you doing, buddy? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. How's our how's our guy Harbaugh treating you up there? Good, real good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to get into this really quick just so you can tell your story. Now, I'm not sure if you know, but Maverick Sports Consulting, what we do is we try to help young men get their story out to the to the world of the scouting community and the hire and the hiring people, you know, that are gonna be or you know, sit across the table from you asking you these tough questions. One of the ones that I know is going to be uh, asked of you is, you know, take us through the 20, uh, 2019 season while not being able to play. You know, what was the reason for that? And what's some of the things that you learned from that? <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, I, uh, I got suspended in, uh, for the, uh, the 2019 season. Um, I got an academic integrity um, violation um, pretty much was a, uh, my second strike and I um it was pretty much read this read this as uh, read this um article answer these questions I mean read this it was a case study 
uh, last question was, what were the results to the case study? Um, so I went to the results section and all I seen was numbers and graphs and stuff. So I copied, I copied the, um, the results and said the results are put it in the, in the description. And I, uh, didn't correctly cite my source or quote it and, uh, having something happen prior before, uh, you know what I'm saying? They suspended me for a year. Um, I told my parents, um, I told them it was a devastating call that I gave them. They told me I should just come home and transfer to a different school or a smaller school to be able to play this season. But I told them, no, I just want to, you know what I'm saying, stick it out in Michigan. Um, Michigan's motto is those who stay and be champions. Um, so I just wanted to stay there, um, be loyal to, you know what I'm saying, and try to stick it out. Um, the school didn't, they, they were like, hey, well, we don't know if we're going to let you back in the following year. So um, we'll let you know in November if we'll let you back into the school. So uh, uh, throughout the whole year, I, I got three jobs. I was, um, I did drywall. I was a delivery driver. Um, for a uh, Arabic restaurant, and I uh, coached special teams and safeties for the local high school um, around the corner in, in Ann Arbor. Um, they haven't won a game in over five years, got to be a part of, you know what I'm saying, their first win in a long time. So uh, stayed in shape by working out with the team, and, and I played scout team quarterback or scout team, whatever they needed me to do, ran ran around the track after practice. Um, really didn't have enough uh, a lot of time to really actually get – like big training, like good training, because I was always working, um, just to pay my bills and just just went um just for you know what I'm saying as far as being suspended, that's not that's like you're pretty much a regular civilian. You're not getting nothing from the school. You're not getting no football gear, nothing. You're just like not talking to any coaches, not talking to any professors, nothing. You just I just living with my teammates. Did that, got the call in uh, November for for the meeting. Um, went over there um, and. Uh, they said we'll let you back into the school. So as soon as I got back into the school, I took everything as a blessing that came my way. And uh, just if it was zero carries, 100 carries, million carries, whatever it was, I was just going to take every opportunity and uh, just make the most of it because you know, I didn't know that I was going to be here like a year before. So, No, I know that's got to be tough there. I mean, being on the outside, like you said, calling yourself a civilian, you know, I, I, I've been there. I know how tough that, that, that whole reckoning is going from being inside the club to now can't even get in the club. Right. So, um, I, I would really commend you for taking the, the bull by the horns and going and getting a job and working with high school kids and doing what you could do instead of going into, you know, a bad place, you turned it into something that was positive for you to succeed in life. And I think that that handling the adversity like that is a key, uh, a key component to what NFL teams are looking for, for the next step, because adversity is going to hit any way about it, any which way about it. And you got to be able to find people that can take the adversity and make a positive out of it for sure. Yeah, most certainly. And Chris, I know that obviously, you know, the, Historical program that Michigan is, right? Playing for coach Jim Harbaugh, who is, you know, speaks for itself, the reputation that he has. Just take me through a little bit, just the joy and the memories that you have being able to suit up for the Wolverines and to be a part of what is one of the most historical programs in college football history. Um, Yeah, it was amazing. Running out the big house, you know what I'm saying, 110,000 every week. Like, it just, I mean, it's undescribable, you know what I'm saying? Just the, the tradition Michigan has and, and just just the whole culture of the whole building, as far as Heisman Trophy winners and, and national champions and Big Ten champions, and just all the success coming out of Michigan, as far as into the NFL and, and even in life, 
um, just a huge, huge opportunity, huge um, blessing to be there. And Chris, I know we we have a couple fans already in the chat saying that you're going to have a long career. I know I kind of gave you a little comparison to James White. Like for some reason when I'm watching you in space, watching the things that you can do in all around kind of capacity, see some similarities there. I know that you're a guy that obviously was successful um, a ton in your career, can do kind of multiple things. But take me through just a glimpse of people that haven't maybe dug into your tape yet. What type of player are you? Where do you see yourself maybe fitting best at the next level? Um, uh, for those who haven't seen my tape, I, um, about 5'11", uh, 210 to 220, um, throughout my career. And I, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm really explosive. Um, make explosive, make, it makes explosive plays, explosive moves, explosive cuts. Um, being able to catch the ball at the backfield is one of my strong suits. Being able to play, um, playing, um, slot receiver in high school, um, really, gave me a step forward as far as running routes. So it's just like I've been doing this for four years. So I'm doing doing that, being a great teammate, being a being a great guy um, around the locker room, we having good leadership, I'm bringing the younger guys up, um, making sure they, they're good mental, have a good mental mental space and, and do whatever it takes for the team. If that's special team, if that's whatever, if that's holding holding the kick, whatever I need to do, just to help the team. Now, if you if you were translating your game though, and you could pick the style of offense that you're going to walk into in the NFL, what style of offense would you say, man? I'm day one. I'm most comfortable in this offense. Um, I had the blessing to have like run the West Coast offense with Coach Harbaugh, and then as my senior year came, uh, being able to run um, the spread um, with Coach Gaddis, um, his offense and. Uh, it's really, I mean, whatever, whatever fits fits the needs. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, if it's under center spread, you know what I'm saying. But as far as like, if I could choose, like spread, would probably be, you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, I think it'd be best fit for me because of, you know what I'm saying. It's everything's more spread out. You know what I'm saying. The, the running back could be considered a fifth receiver in some some sets and stuff like that. So. So you hear the Dolphins. Dolphins, this sounds like a good match for the Dolphins right now with what they're trying to do down there with that new offense and everything. Maybe a Buffalo Bill, something like that would fit would fit what we're talking about right now with Chris. So I hope they're listening. Hope they're paying attention as they always do to Mavs. So, you know, that all being said, how, how do you see this pre-draft process so far? I know you got a chance to go to the Senior Bowl talk to some teams, um, you know, what did you feel like your advantage was to take that opportunity and not skip it, get down there and do uh, those interviews and talk with the teams as well as practice with the coaches and stuff. How, take me through this pre, pre-draft process so far for you. Maybe give us a couple of good things and maybe a couple of adversity things that we, we might not know you're going through. Um, yeah, uh, going. To, I was a late add to the Senior Bowl, which was a blessing. Um, uh, actually, I was gonna set a flight to go home. Um, the the that week of the Senior Bowl, so I could see my family. And Nagy called me. You know what I'm saying as I right as I was sitting down, so I knew it was a it was a blessing going down there and interviewing. We interviewed with every team for 15 minutes. It was total of six hours. Split it up in three days. So I got to talk to everybody. Um, people really asking about my suspension and what I learned from it. Um, but it, it was good because I was I'm, I'm I went down there with a chip on my shoulder and like okay like. I had 16 carries in 2020, so I mean, ain't nothing, ain't nothing, you know what I'm saying? I can't mess up that bad down here, you know what I'm saying? So anything, 
anything I'm going to do is just only going to pr- propel me in the right direction, um, especially when it came to one-on-ones pass. I mean, like one-on-one routes with the linebackers, I feel like, okay, I'm 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 going to catch somebody's eye just doing this and that because that's, that's the best thing I, I think I could do. Yeah, absolutely. And just, just so our, we're full disclaimer here, I think Ryan's wearing a Notre Dame sweatshirt. Like he always reps, he am. always reps I'm Notre sorry, Dame. Just so <laughs> you know, he knew you were coming on, and he still wore a Notre Dame sweatshirt. Just want to draw your attention to say we're unmuzzled here, Chris. So go ahead and say whatever you need to say to him about that, because that that's just disrespectful. But we don't we don't really we, Michigan Notre Dame don't really play too much anymore, right, Chris? So we're good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's all good though. <laughs> You know, I uh, really great Wolverine that came from De La Salle was Monty Toomer. And uh, Amani and I actually were at the – I played at Delsa High School. He was two years ahead of me. And it was funny because Amani and I were at the New York Giants together, and we'd always talk football and, and stuff. And I would give him – because I was a Notre Dame fan myself. And coming from De La Salle Catholic School, you know, I was like, man, you totally broke our heart going to Michigan. <laughs> but he was like – it was a passing offense. It was a pro-style offense. Notre Dame was still running the, the Vera at the time. So yeah. – it was funny. Um, that all being said, what teams have you been have been showing you the most attention though, Chris? Like, have people followed up from those interviews at the Senior Bowl and uh, came back and had follow up questions with you or interviews with you or something like that that you could share with us? Um, not right now. Um, as of right now, they're just I'm just enjoying the process. Um, we like I just got off a call with the uh, with our interview prep um, that we have. Um, just to just get ready to answer questions and be able to uh, answer them. Um, so I mean, looking in looking in the near future, if anybody reaches out, um, I'll be ready to answer any questions they got. And um, just some teams, just um, I think it, uh, based off the interviews, Atlanta, um, um, Miami, uh, Minnesota, teams like that. That's when I when I at least when I was interviewing, they seemed the most interested. So. Nice. Well, David, you called Miami well there then, man. Good job there. Uh, Chris, I wonder, it's not like I wanted, I've been doing this 18 years or anything. You know? Nah, you're, you're a nobody. So. Uh, <laughs> Chris, you, you mentioned a little bit of uh, combine prep, which obviously is a big thing that maybe people don't talk about too much outside of, you know, field work, combine drills, t- getting ready for testing. What is – where are you training right now? What's that training regiment looking like? And maybe a little glimpse. Do you have a pro day date scheduled yet, or is that still something you're working through? Yeah, our uh, pro day at Michigan is, uh, from my understanding, is March 26th, and uh, I'm down right now in um, McKinney, Texas, um, working out at Michael Johnson Performance. I think it's on this. Okay. Michael Johnson Performance. Yep. Performance, what we do is work out two times a day, Monday through Saturday, um, lifting and working on a 40. Um, Michael Johnson having a track background really actually fine tunes on the 40 and, and make sure, you know what I'm saying, that's the – kind of a big focal point as far as him running track and the mechanics and all that stuff. So it's because the 40 can, 40 can dictate a lot of things for a lot of people. So, so mm-hmm. yeah. And can, can you give us, uh, I, I, if you don't want to put it out there, you don't have to, but I always ask, can you give us like a little tease, like some numbers you're going to pick, put up at your pro day? Like I, I know I'm excited because I think you're a great athlete. So just, if you can give us a little intro, a little, a little tease into what some of those numbers are going to look like. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say. I don't want to say nothing because uh, you know what I'm saying. 
as far as far as in this pre-draft process and this I feel like that I have the uh uh like I'm I'm kinda like I'm I'm underrated right now. Um as far as just like based off different things and not playing in twenty nineteen and having, you know what I'm saying, uh not that much productivity in twenty twenty. So I feel like, you know what I'm saying, I'm just in the lab, just you know what I'm saying, just pitting everything together and you know what I'm saying, it's it's gonna work out right. And David, if I could end this interview with Chris real quick, Chris, we appreciate so much time for you. I know this is going to be a question talking about talking about uh, question prep that you're going to be asking a million times. The minute that Chris Evans enters our building, our organization, what do you bring to the football team as a person and as a player? Uh, as a person, you're going to get a, a great guy, always smiling, always laughing, um, uh, a great teammate. I'm saying pit the team before, you know what I'm saying, we before me type of guy, um, doing anything that needs to be asked of me. Uh, if it's special teams, like I said, even holding, holding the kick, you know what I'm saying? Just a, by any means type of guy, um, on the field, uh, Swiss army knife type of, type of athlete, um, wherever they need me, um, special teams. Um, as soon as I, as soon as I get into the building, I'm my, my, my main focal point is, is to get with the special team coach and be like, yo coach, I'm whatever you need from me, whatever you need me to do. I'll, I'll do, you know what I'm saying? And just going in with that mindset to be able to try to impact the team rather than coming in and looking to try to be the starter and stuff like that. I'm just trying to do what's asked for me and, and you know what I'm saying, play my cards. And, and however it comes out, that's how it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. David Turner, any last questions before I get Chris, Mr. Chris Evans out of here? No, I appreciate Chris's time tonight. I really enjoyed his company and spending a little time getting to know him. But uh, if there's anything Maverick Sports Consultant can do for you, you know, just give us a call and reach out, Chris. We're, we're in your corner. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. Best of luck, and I'll, I'll be firmly rooting for you throughout the process, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, and again, that's Mr. Chris Evans, running back. Out of the University of Michigan. You had to play, you had to bring up the Notre Dame thing. Didn't because you, you never wear Mavericks gear. I send you Mavericks gear. You never wear it, but you got hat. your Notre Dame. I got the hat. I got the hat on. I got the hat on. You're yelling. So I got it's the like, hat yeah, on. I finally got a Michigan guy on there. I'm going to give you some, <sighs> some flack. That's what I'm going to well, do. I mean, it's your fault for getting a Michigan guy on here to begin with. Like, let's be honest. You knew I was going to wear a Notre Dame shirt. I was going to wear a Notre Wait, Dame Wait, how is that going to be? You could have changed <laughs> your shirt knowing the Michigan guy was coming on. David, David, I'm in quarantine, okay? I'm teaching from home. I have a, a newborn. I wear the same sweatshirts every single day. Like, let's be honest here. You might want to, you definitely might want to switch that up once in a while. Just I know, I know. Well, you know, it gets washed. It gets washed. Dakota followed in the chat. Can't wait to push David around LA in his wheelchair. Shout out to Dakota. Yeah, Dakota. We were talking about that the other day because Dakota's going to be traveling, I guess, with us as we do the hub. Uh, stuff that I said, you know, you might have to push me around in a wheelchair to get me going in LA. Can't can Mav Sports buy you a? Uh, can you buy a uh, little scooter over there or something like that? Why buy a scooter when you got the big old buff Ron Dakota yeah. coming out there? I mean, got to make the boy do some kind of work. As long as he's got his salty nuts and water jug. <laughs> yeah, water jug. Of course, is water jug. Yeah. Um. So before we were. Began our conversation with Mr. Chris Evans. Shout out to Chris, by the way. No hate on Michigan. No hate on Michigan at all. I'm rooting for the man. Uh, talented running back, honestly. I, I gave a, David, I gave him a James White comparison. And I, I I mean, I think James White is a very valuable football player, third down back, and run some inside zone. Like, there's some good things that James White obviously does. For me, I see Chris catch the football. 
And immediately I think there's a role for him on a football team. So that's just a quick comp that I put out there. Uh, we were talking Hall of Fame. Well, the only the only question I have with Chris, just so because yes. I don't know enough, and yep. I'm not going to sit here like I, I've digested him because I haven't. Yep. He catches the ball well, runs the ball well, good vision, great body lean when he's on contact, good balance and um, adjustability. You know, I don't know how his close quarter quickness, what that looks like. I have to watch more tape on that. And his blitz pickup. You know, how is he with blitz pickups? And I think most teams will go back not to 2020, but maybe 2018 and digest what he did with his bliss pickups when they were playing a regular season and he was more of a pro-style West Coast offense and see if he was good at blitz pickup because now you're talking about a guy who's, like you heard him, he's going to be playing between 210 and 220 pounds at five foot eleven, which is just thick, and, and he can catch out of the backfield as well as pass, pick, uh, pass protect. Yeah. I mean, that's just a guy that's going to be very valuable and will be, like someone in the chat here said, will be a draft diamond down the line because he's he's not going to be a first-round pick, but he'll be a guy that you might see in the third, fourth round go and you know be a heck of a developmental back that in a year or two from now we're really talking more about him. And I was impressed by his weight, and I expected him to be like 205, 207, because that's usually what he was hovering around in Michigan, and then he showed up at 216. So I'm like, huh, okay. He's got a little more size than I originally anticipated, too. So shout out again to Chris Evans. We're going to have Jacoby Stevens on here in just a few minutes. Um, so we're really looking forward to that one. I had Jesse Fritsch just tagged me in a tweet that made fun of my backwards hat. So we're off and running here at <laughs> Mav Sports Take. Talking Hall of Fame, David Turner talked a little Tom Flores. He talked a little uh, Charles Woodson briefly. I was putting out my love for John Lynch before we went to the interview with Chris. So we're going to go back to this list real quick. Uh, David, there's a lot of guys, obviously well-deserving lists. I think like nobody on this list do I look at and say like he does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, right? The question that I'm asking myself is, is there a player of the semifinalists that did not make it, that for you should have maybe made it this year and should not have to wait another year? You know, you got you, you to prep me on that. I, I, I don't well, even remember. Well, oh, it's it's on the script. It's on the script. Some of the guys that I wrote down, okay, I'll give you a few of the snubs. A few of the snubs that I wrote down was Zach Thomas, linebacker from the Miami Dolphins, which I assume that you were going to pick because I know you were around Zach a little bit. Yeah, was, I, I love Zach, yeah. Torrey Holt, wide receiver from the from the uh, St. Louis Rams at the time. Jared Allen, which would be my pick because he is one of my absolute favorite pass rushers. Uh, Minnesota Viking, of course, Kansas City Chief to begin with. He was outstanding. He's got like over 140 sacks. I think he's like fifth all time or something. An outstanding player. Tony Baselli has been on the, the ballot for a few years now just because uh, he didn't have a long career. He was outstanding when he played, but I think he only played like six or seven years. So, like, it was a very short window, but it was a dominant window. Absolutely one of the best left tackles in the league when he played. And then the last guy I wrote down as, as a snub was Patrick Willis, your guy, Patrick Willis as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, when I look at these uh, names that you typed out here now that I found it. <laughs> I'll tell you, you um, can read. Good job. Yeah, I just missed it. That's my fault. Um <laughs> Tony Baselli, when he played, I mean, before injury, I mean, that, that guy was just a staple left tackle, which was amazing. He was just a really predominant guy, but uh, the injuries got him really early. And I think he actually had a missed surgery that messed him up. So, you know, a, a doctor messed up a surgery on him, and then that just compounded his injuries. 
Zach is a great middle linebacker that people just don't appreciate because, again, he was playing in, in, with Jason Taylor. He was, he was playing with uh, Pat Sertain and, and so many other great players down there at the Miami Dolphins at the time. They, they, and I think people need to really rewatch his tape to see just how instinctive and his, his angles to the ball uh, were just amazing to go and get players and, and close on them. Pat Willis is the one on here that, that I would say got really, really snubbed because, you know, I don't know if there was a better middle linebacker. And again, he retired at the height of his career to move into his post post playing career uh, and move into what he's doing now, which is again, dominating in Silicon Valley and doing some great things down there. Um, so, you know, I, I think Pat probably got snubbed. If you're going to ask me who I would replace off the list to put Ooh, Pat on, I didn't ask, I, but let me hear it. I couldn't pick one. That's what I was just thinking. Cause I was, right. as you were talking, I was bouncing back and forth and man, I, Maybe Calvin Johnson could wait another year and put Pat there, but it's, but Calvin deserves it too. Like the first time I ever met Calvin Johnson, I was at, um, Pac Bell stadium for the, you know, they were doing some bowl game there and I was just standing in the end zone body typing different players for Georgia tech. And, you know, Georgia tech wasn't one of my, my schools because I was a West coast scout for the Raiders. And I was just body typing, getting to know some of the guys and, you know, on my list, and all of a sudden, I, I just felt, you know, one of those kind of players, yeah. you just feel someone coming. Yeah. And I felt him coming. And I, I waited because, you know, I'm a vet. I'm not going to turn around with big eyes and googly eye him. I'm Ooh. like, who the hell's coming? And all of a sudden, he just stands next to me. Right next to me. Yep. And I'm like, who the fuck? And I look, <laughs> I look up at this big old dude. And I, I mean, he's just thick everywhere yeah and i'm just like ankles thick knees thick freaking waist i'm like what the who is this dude so i let him walk off to the field and start jogging i catch the number i'm like oh that was him that was calvin (laughs) and i was like i mean i'm talking about like elbows were thick wrists were thick i mean moved like a gazelle out there just like an elk it was just unbelievable and he just had a presence about him and then you know after the game i I went down to the locker room to talk to him big smile on his face how you doing man and this guy's six 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 seven i'm five four you know but he didn't make me feel small i mean standing next to him made me feel small but you know when a person engages you Mm-hmm. You know, and they put their hand out, they shake their your hand, and they're looking you right in the eye, and they're engaging you. I mean, this was that kind of guy. This was that kind of guy that was really a special kind of individual that was was really good to to get to know him right before he was getting drafted. And then I went back to the office, and I, I right after the game, I went back to the office, was typing up my notes, and one of the uh, other scouts was happened to be doing the late night oil there. And he came in and he goes, Hey, did you go to that game? I said, yeah. He goes, he goes, tell me about who, who made an impression. And the first word out of my mouth was Calvin Johnson. Well, yeah. I mean, and I mean, he highlighted pretty well. I mean, six, five plus 240 pounds running four, three, five, 40 inch vert, like speaks for itself. I mean, if there's, if there's ever a guy that's like a legit prototype, that's the prototype. Like well, that's he, what if, you want. And, and if he would have played on a different team, right? You know, if he would have been on a a team that really could have used him through his prime, it would have mm-hmm. been silly. The numbers he would have put up would have been silly. 
they still were pretty silly to be. They honest. really were silly. Yeah, no, they really were. Uh, about to bring on Mr. Jacoby Stevens again, safety out of LSU. Before we do, Maverick Sports Consulting is here to help organizations build the best teams available to them. We consult not just sports organizations, but also colleges, private businesses, and organizations that would like an expert in the area of team building. Mavericks is happy to help you build up a team around you that will support a strong culture of growth around your idea and products. We would like to put out uh, put our 19 years of experience, David Turner's 19 years of experience of team and culture building to use for you and your company today. Don't wait. Sign up today at mavericksportsconsulting.com. So now we're bringing on Mr. Jacoby Stevens, who is a defensive back out of LSU. 190 tackles, 21 and a half tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, four interceptions, 15 pass breakups, two-time All-SEC selection, 2019 national champion. Jacoby, finally get connected, man. I really appreciate you popping on, brother. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. I know we're excited um, to talk to you because, you know, for me personally, and then I'll let David start you off with the questions. You're maybe my favorite player in the draft. I love just the versatility that you play with. David, if you haven't caught too much of him, my man is playing single high. Then the next play, he's playing Sam Backer. Then he's come blitzing off the edge. Then he's playing in the box as a, as a robber. Like, my man is doing everything. It's absolutely the most fun tape ever. If you haven't caught Jacoby Stevens in 2019 or 2020, I would go take a look at it. No, he reminds me a lot of Nick Collins when Nick Collins was coming out because Nick would do the same stuff. And then, but this is a bigger version. I mean, when I watched him move around at the Senior Bowl, I was like, "Who's this big dude that can move like this? This is this is an impressive young man right here." So, um, now I thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate Jacoby. Oh no, thank you for the opportunity, guys. Just speaking about, you know, the trials and tribulations uh, for COVID this season, players opting out, testing, you know, uncertainties, how the pro days are going to go, no combine, all this stuff. How are you handling this and how are you preparing for all this adversity? Um, you know, and how to, uh, starting obviously back in the summer when all this was looking like it, the season was in jeopardy and everything. And then take mm -hmm. us through the senior bowl and today, like how, how are you handling all these different stages of this unique 2020 season? I mean, you can kind of look at it like, like how you said it started in the summer. And, you know, we mentioned that, you know, we came off a national championship run in 2019 and we, we had, we had enough talent to reload in 2020, but we just had so much new, new stuff going on where we had a lot of young players coming in. We had new coaches. And like you said, COVID-19 really hit in the summer where we couldn't really have a, um, we really, really couldn't have a nice off season to really get installed like we could. So, I mean, just to, to show how much of an impact COVID-19 uh, had on a, a team uh, with as much talent LSU had, I mean, I mean, it, it was, you know, it was, it was a right front and center. Um, shown on our team because I mean we we have I mean we're going to see it this year with this uh, team that you know with this LSU team where they have all the talent in the world it was just that we were so young with new coaches I know off season off seasons people are starting to realize how important the off season really is and and, and uh, moving forward to you know the, the senior bowl uh, I mean it was a fun experience I mean Mr Nagy did his best to make it as normal as possible. Uh, man, of course, you know, probably in a regular senior bowl, we'll be, you know, out talking with guys more, uh, having lunch, eating dinner, 
stuff like that, you know, really having more one-on-one contact and in-person contact. But this year, you know, we couldn't, you know, Mr. Nagy tried his best to kind of keep that, you know, try to keep that feel to the senior bowl. But, you know, all in all, it was a great experience. Uh, got to, you know, like you said, got to uh, get in front of some uh, scouts, some analysts, and uh, got to show, you know, some of the stuff that I worked on, you know, after the season and this in my career at LSU. Mm-hmm. And Jacoby, I, I need to take you back to 2019. Fortunately enough, I was able to speak to you briefly and you were just able to highlight that magical season. We're talking 15 and 0. We're talking about, I mean, the Miami Hurricane team in the early 2000s. Like, that's the one, right? With like Ed Reed and Vince Wilfork and Jonathan Vilma. Like, that for me, like when people say the greatest team of all time, that's where I go. But I mean, statistically, when you look at what you guys were able to accomplish in that perfect season, just relive for a second how magical it was and just to be a part of what is maybe, I mean, the most historical season in LSU history. Yeah. Just to be a part of it is just an honor, but um, like just looking back at it was just what I think, you know, on all the teams that I've been on, um, what separated that team apart was the mindset, the mentality. Um, I think that with all the guys on that team, we were a very talented team, very talented. I mean, I have some really good coaches, but the mindset of everybody, coaches, players, shoot, even support staff, was that we were never satisfied. We, we were, you know, we was always looking for what's next. Who Who's the next team? What's the next obstacle? What do we have to do? I mean, they're like, I, I always go back to um, the two games that we play. Uh, we, play the, we play Ole Miss and we play Arkansas. And usually after those games, the team goes and celebrates with the uh, rivalry trophy. Trophy, And um, after that game, after both of those games, we left the trophy out there. I mean, it was no disrespect to that game. It was, okay, we beat this team. Or not, who, who do we have next week? And we just kept going and kept pushing. And, we, and that's the same mentality we have in the national championship. And, and to be honest with you, for me, after the national championship, I was so stuck in that mode. It took me a while to even kind of fathom that we're national champions. We went 15 and 0 because we were so stuck in that mode of never being satisfied. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, Ryan alluded that you play single high, you play in the box, you're a linebacker, you blitz, you're everywhere. You know, when you're doing these interviews with the team at, at the Senior Bowl and maybe virtually since the Senior Bowl and the teams are talking to you, what are some places that you, you, you like to highlight for the teams, like where you feel the most comfortable playing and mm-hmm. where do you feel like what system do you think, what, what scheme would best fit your talents at the next level? Well, uh, when, you know, talking to the scouts and just uh, just letting them know, like, I feel comfortable playing anywhere. You know, I, I'm, I'm comfortable playing, you know, in the post. I'm comfortable playing in the box. So me being me being comfortable uh, isn't the issue. Uh, the thing the thing for me is what do you guys want me to do? Like that, 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 was, that was when when the uh, scouts were able to let me ask a question. It was um, if I were to come to your team, what do you what would you like for me to do? If that means playing linebacker full time, or that means you know uh, staying at two fifteen and playing safety full time, you know I'm a, like I told them I'm always going to put the team and the organization first. Um, but uh, I really pride myself on being comfortable wherever, being comfortably being being comfortable being stuck in certain situations. Most people aren't comfortable being stuck in. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm proud of that because it not only does it take skill, but it but it takes a high IQ level. 
Um, and a lot of guys, unfortunately, don't have that. And I t- just take pride on that. And um, but in terms of being comfortable, I'm, I'm comfortable all over the field. Mm-hmm. Jacoby, I, I know you obviously have, you know, big expectations, I'm sure, for the next team coming. Right. Because like the big thing I, I know is always you want to leave the team and the organization better than when you when you first got there. Right. And I obviously yeah. you have done that, in my opinion. So who's the next wave? You know, we know about Derek Stingley. We know about the the, the premium names. But who are some guys maybe that aren't as well known that you think are in maybe this time next year even are going to be on our on the draft radar and just really be names that we need to keep an eye on? Um, like you, you hit one on the head with Derek Stingley. Um, mm-hmm. I think another guy, uh, Ali Gay coming out. Um, yeah. uh, I, I think a, another guy, he's a dark horse. He's coming back for a sixth year, but you know, you, you have Andre Anthony. I mean, LSU just have they just have so many guys that you know you just don't know and the next thing you know they just pop up pop up on the scene i mean you have me also have stories like daniel hunter who yeah. may have had i think he had two sacks career sacks at lsu and the next thing you know he's tearing it up in the nfl leading the league in sacks uh you got stories like Deion jones who didn't even start to his senior year uh same with duke riley and then next thing you know uh and Deion jones he's an all pro so LSU is always a school that you're going to have to just go look at. Like, you know, regardless of the – you're going to have your big names. You're going to have your obvious names like Derek Stingley. But LSU, just we just pump out – we just pump out athletes. And it's one of those schools to where there's never going to be an off year on athletes going to the NFL. No, that's for sure. As LSU is one of the schools you got to get right, or you're not going to be right. So you don't. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you don't, if you miss on LSU, you you're, you're going to miss a lot because right. that, that's a place. That's a place you got to go down. You got to be good in the Bayou. Uh, yes, so, tell me about this. When is LSU's pro day, and where are you training to get ready for it right now? Well, right now, uh, LSU hasn't made anything official. Um, there, I think. Uh, as of right now, they're planning on having a pro day. Uh, they're setting dates and making sure, you know, with protocols and COVID-19, making sure everything's okay. But I know that there's a, a pro day in the works. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to announce that sometime soon. Uh, but right now I'm training and coming to Louisiana uh, at Limitless Performance, uh, training t- uh, three times a day, uh, minimum. <laughs> so, <you> minimum? Know, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm putting in my work and just working on those things that I need to show um, at the pro day or you know uh, wherever I uh, have to um, perform, um, you know, so I can, you know, because you know, as you know, being a scout, all all this process is is answering answering the questions you guys have for us. So yeah, right now, it, that's very see. There's his intelligence yeah. coming through, <laughs> knowing the process. Yeah, so right now, you know, I'm just working on those things. So. You know, when it comes up, I'll be uh, prepared. It's all about checking the boxes. It's about mm-hmm. knowing if we can check the boxes. And one thing that I don't think players ever recognize, like, like you just recognize, and I just want to give you credit, is that it takes a scout like myself or my one of my brethren out of place, out of the team, standing on a table saying, this is our guy. You know, this is the guy we need to pick over these other guys. You know, right. because say you get picked – you know, probably in the top, what, 30, you know, picks in the NFL draft. And now there was a 200 other players that we just picked you over, you know, and we said, this is the guy we got to pick over everybody else in this pool. 
because he fits our system. He fits our scheme. He fits our culture. He's the kind of young man we want. He's got the intelligence. He's got the integrity. He's got the passion for the game, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you nailed it on the head right there knowing that for sure. Yep. Absolutely. And Jacoby, kind of getting you out of here. I, I know you talked a little bit about the training at three times a day minimum. A lot of people don't really realize, you know, they think that, oh, you're just going out and you're running 40s all day. You're preparing for the combine. You're talking on field work, nutrition. You're talking about combine prep with questions. Uh, mm. It's a long process, I'm sure. The, looking forward to that pro day with the combine being a very different animal this year. I just want to hear some – can you give me some numbers, man? What's Jacoby Stevens going to put up in the 40 and the bench? Can I get a little preview, just a little preview? <laughs> um, if I you know, if I was a big man and, you know, I had my own take, I think uh, – I'm going to give you three. I'm going to give you the broad jump, the vertical, and the 40. Um, Take it. If I say – I'm going to say the broad jump, I would get nothing less than an 11-foot uh, broad. I see. Um, in the vertical, I'll get nothing less than a 38-inch vertical. Uh, and in the 40, I'll get – I'll run anything faster than a 4.53. I like it. Sign them up. Sign them up. Drift them right now, baby. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. At what height and what speed – what weight are we running this? What weight are you going to be when you run all this? Uh, we're, we're you, were, shoot, you, were, shoot, you were 216, right? We're shooting for 225, 220. Whoa. You're going to do a 4.50 at 2.20 and broad jump 11 at 2.20. You can write it down. No, oh, I just down. did. Trust me, I did. <laughs> I got it. It's, it's there. 18 years of scouting. It goes in there. It don't leave. So you know, I, I got you know, it. You know, for you guys, I'll give you a sneak peek. Uh, so we were training maybe um, – we were training earlier this week maybe – I mean, early last week, maybe like Wednesday, mm-hmm. and my trainer he got me he gave me through like a really hard leg workout, just a lot of resistance, a lot of plyo, and all lot of stuff like that. So I was talking, and I was like, you know, roll out the tape and just see um, how long, you know, how long eleven eleven feet uh, is, you know, for um, the jump for my broad jump. And uh, he rolls it out, and. It, and granted, I'm not supposed to be doing this. You know, my, my legs are sore, everything, you know, just coming off a hard workout. And I just sit there and I just jump and I jump a 10-9 off a really hard leg workout. So if I can jump a 10-9 off a, a hard leg workout, me being rejuvenated, I definitely can get over 11. If you do that at 220, I'm just letting <laughs> you know, you do that at 220, you're going before 30. <laughs> <laughs> just so that's, you that's know, because that. From what you've said, what you've done, what your career has shown, your versatility, and then to have you be able to do that at 220, I'm just telling you, you'll be you'll be a top 20 pick. <laughs> that's that's the plan. Yeah, well, you're you sounds like you have the roadmap to that, young man. So I yes, applaud yes. you for that. Absolutely. Well, Jacoby, I will say this, man. Not only are you a great athlete, you're incredibly well spoken, very humble. I really appreciate you so much for being on Math Sports Take tonight, man. I hope we can do it sometime after you get drafted top 20, like David Turner said, and we all get really happy. But I'll be definitely rooting through you throughout this process, man. Big fan of your game. Definitely. We got to set something up right after Pro Day so we can talk about uh, did I live up to expectation. Hey, you you deliver that. I'll deliver you the pizzas to celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that sounds good. (laughs) All right, Jacoby. Thanks, Jacoby. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, David, that was – 
awesome. He hits that number. I will I will make the pizza party on the credit card. <laughs> I will make the pizza party on the credit. Hey, Rick, I know you're in the chat room. We got to get some of the good Italian stuff from up north, though, and get it down to him. So he's got some good pies, not the stuff that are going to make in Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? That's Man, let, all right. So I know we just went through it for several minutes, but like, let's paint that picture again, real quick, okay? So Jacoby, I think at the at the uh, Senior Bowl, I should say, was about six foot one, two hundred and sixteen pounds. Now he said he's going to test around two twenty to two twenty five. He's going to vertical no less than thirty eight inches. Going to broad no less than eleven foot, and run at least. Four five three, at the lowest. Put that in perspective, David Turner. That is absurd. It is. It, it, I'm looking it up really quick just to make sure he was six foot one and two eights. Yeah, he weighed in at two sixteen. Yep. He had thirty one three fourths arm and nine and one fourth hand when he weighed in down at the Senior Bowl. Um, yeah. Now you take that. And you compare it to Nick Collins historically. Nick Collins was a six oh oh seven. I think he was two ten uh, at the combine. He ran a four four seven, I believe, and he had thirty one and three four similar arms, nine and a half hand, if I remember correctly. So this is a kid that is about two 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 eight, so a fourth taller than, but it's a similar player. So you're talking about a guy like Nick Collins and him, who I, who when I watched him, that's what I thought off my head. Now measurables and stuff, I'm going through it and I'm comparing. I'm like, that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing a, a guy when Nick played at Bethune Cookman. This kid played at LSU. So you're seeing a kid with versatility at the highest level of football, which is SEC football, play and have very, very huge productions. I mean, 190 tackles and like you have up here is 21 and a half tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks with four Same. interceptions and 15 pass breakups and two time all SEC selection. So you're talking about, you know, where Nick was a third round selection, right? And he was a third round selection because he played at Bethune Cookman and they took a shot at him. The, the Packers took a shot on him. There is no take a shot on this kid. He's a proven product at the highest level of production. And he's had the production. He's got the measurables. If he finishes this off, if he finishes this off and he hits the numbers that he just said he can hit, there's no question marks. There's no, there's nothing. Every box we look for, check, 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 check. Done deal. Take it to the house. Eat the pizza and let's get it on. Like it's done. So, you know, it'll be off the boards. And again, he will be a top 20 pick if he nails those numbers the way he just said he would. So what you're saying is Jacoby Stevens needs to be in the first round of my next mock is is well, what you're saying. Well, your mocks are off all the time. They're terrible. So it doesn't well, matter. Has anybody ever had a good mock when you really think about it? Like, let's uh, be honest well, there. You know, I'm just saying. I'm we, just saying we, too. I'm just saying we can get into my old stuff, but we don't need to go there. Bring it out. Bring it out. Bring out the chisel. I want to see it. Hey, trust me. Those boards, they're nice. They're, <laughs> they're nice. nice. They're nice. They're adorable. <laughs> they're, re they're really <laughs> nice. Just so you know. But put that all being said, I mean, that was those two interviews. You saw two really great young men that mm -hmm. Chris faced diversity through academics, kept his head in the game, got right, came back. Did what he could do. Like he said, he only had 16 rushes in the 2020 season. 
but he didn't sit back and say no. And then it was a late ad to the senior bowl where he went, he raised eyebrows and he got a lot of looks. Cause again, Chris had a lot of, you know, he had good measurables too. I got them right here. Um, but this is a kid that when you look at Chris's measurables, um, He's like five. What was he? Five, five, ten, and some change. Two sixteen, right? Somewhere in that ballpark, I believe. He was five one one seven. So he was a eighth of okay. under five eleven. Two nineteen, and then nice. he was thirty one inch and a half arm and a ten hand. So you know, here was a guy that raised eyebrows at being a bigger back, thicker back that could run the ball, good body and balance, and 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 catching the ball out of the backfield. So you're looking at a prototypical size type player. And then again, you saw the adversity. He handled it, came back, great attitude, what he's doing. He's training and getting things right. Then we bring on Jacoby, who again, wonderful, wonderful interview. Great young man. Very, like you said, humble, very gracious, well-spoken young man. And, you know, so two kudos to you and the staff for getting these interviews tonight because those were really two great young men to talk to and talk through the process and understanding the process. Both of them were interview prepping, getting ready to answer questions, you know, correctly and taking on the business of football, which is what everybody should be doing um, right now. Yeah, we, we kept it a little more low key with the conversation. Just wanted to highlight Hall of Fame a little bit on top of these great interviews we had. Again, shout out to Mr. Chris Evans out of the University of Michigan. And Mr. Jacoby Stevens, defensive back, linebacker, plays a little bit of everything out of LSU. Shout out to those folks. Shout out to everybody that's still in the chat with us. We appreciate it as we're wrapping up here. Want to let you guys all know, if you need some great content, MaverickSportsConsulting.com. If you are looking to take your brand to the next level, MaverickSportsConsulting.com is the place to go. If you want to just check out some more great draft content on top of what you are here tonight with Mr. me and Mr. David Turner, we can go to si.com backslash NFL backslash draft where we're putting out a ton of daily content, probably like 10 articles a day. It's insane. Mock drafts, positional rankings, everything, anything that you need for this NFL draft cycle. We have you here. Going to let David Turner end us in a second, but I just want to say again, thank you all so much. We have a lot of cool things happening. We're less than 80 days away from the draft officially kicking off. It's going to be a wild ride. We're talking about, hey, what are the pro days going to look like? Are there going to be some type of regionalized combines? Like, what's happening here? We're navigating it the best that we can. All we know is we're obsessed with this stuff, man. We could do this all day, every day. Mr. David Turner, I'll let you finish this up here. No, I appreciate it. Just thank you to Ryan, the staff, Rick, everybody at Draft Bible. I mean, your continued support and everything that we're doing at Mavericks is just amazing. And to all those people, Jesse and, and Dakota and, and, and Lorenz, I know you're sleeping over in Germany, but when you wake up, maybe someone will tell you, I, I gave you a shout out on maps today. Um, <laughs> I'll have but, him DM you. I'll have him DM you. Yeah, have him DM you. I'll catch it in three days. So, um, <laughs> no, I just want to say thanks to everybody because it's great. And it's really been a wild ride. I can't believe we're coming up, Ryan, on like a one, our one year anniversary of even meeting each other, you I know, know uh, draft process and the, you know, the draft live draft show is the first time you and I got to meet and know each other. And, and now we're 27 episodes into Mav, Mav Sports Take. We've taught a class together. We, I mean, there's been so much at 2020 has done positively for myself 
for a draft Bible. I mean, look at draft Bibles now on SI. So, I mean, it's it's just an incredible, incredible journey and ride. And every day we get to walk it together with some good people that we can joke around and smile with and give it back and forth. And, you know, you, you and your Notre Dame sweatshirts, I'm going to come over there and burn them pretty soon. They make you, I'm going to buy you more clothes and just Notre Dame stuff. I appreciate that, David. I appreciate it. I mean, I have like a million Notre Dame things, but yeah, yeah. Burn these couple of There'll be a nice bonfire on the beach, but we'll take it out to the we'll take it out to the Jersey Shore. Rick and I will have a nice bonfire. I was about to say I'm nowhere near the beach. If you want to go to the Delaware River, maybe we can figure that out. But yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> um, yes, but want to thank David Turner, of course. It's been an absolute blessing. This friendship that we have developed, and as he said, through the tough times that 2020 gave us, and part into 2021. Uh, being able to be a part now of Sports Illustrated on that platform for the NFL Draft Bible crew, welcoming in my, my first child, my daughter, into the world uh, just two weeks ago. It's been a wild ride. We want to let you all know that we wish you a great week. We'll be here same time, same place, live on the NFL Draft Bible, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, 8.30 Eastern Time, Tuesday nights. Make sure you like, share, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can follow me at Rise and Draft. You can follow David, of course, at Math underscore sports. We appreciate you all again so much. Have a great week. Same time, same place. See you all. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mav Sports Take. Connect with us on social media. Share your thoughts on today's episode. And tell us what we should take on next time on Mav Sports Take. Want more from our hosts, David and Ryan? Visit maverick.sportsconsulting.com and learn how we can help you take the next step in your sports career. Until next time, this is Mav Sports Take. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.